Today is April 18th. We've got Sharp Stats. Cole is crushing, and Booney will join us to talk about a whole bunch of things that we got to talk about. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, episode number 895, and it's brought to you by SeatGeek. And you can use code Yanks for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. They have over 28 million downloads. They are the number one rated ticketing app. There's 70,000 events every single day you can purchase tickets to on SeatGeek. And if you want to do that in the coming days, make sure you use code YANKS for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. This is Jake, producer BBD in the corner. How are you doing? How's your voice, Jake? I think maybe Talking Yanks listeners were going to be very interested. James Davis, go uh, go to SeatGeek. Go see Shohei Otani next couple Ooh. days at the stadium, if that's something you might be interested in. I'm good. Uh, I've hit a usable voice level. Uh, you know, there's still a little rasp in there. Uh, but, no, I'm, I'm good. Talked all day yesterday, talking all day today. Uh, Ep was well-received. Uh, Jess's favorite talking Yanks up, no voice, and you get attacked by a Velociraptor. Mm, uh, I attacked so it. So I'm good. I attacked you, and then you attacked it. Yeah, so I won. I how won are you doing? I'm doing great. Phenomenal. Excited to hear what Katie's got uh, lined up first on Sharp Stats because I am guessing it's a positive one. Is the Yankees are the only team left in Major League Baseball to not lose a series. Kind of a wild stat. Yeah, I uh, I hopped on a, a betting show this morning. Um, you know, I'm always trying to cash out when I can. Um, and they were like, you know, the Rays are now the betting favorite to win the division. And I was like, oh, <laughs> nothing's changed in my perspective. Like, I, I thought the Rays would be good this year. I think they're a good team. I thought they'd be better than last year. I I don't have them as the... The Ailey's favorites yet. I um, think the Rays are pitching a shutout in games they need to win to win the series, or where games where they may lose the series, right. they've lost every one. The Yanks are zero and one. The Yanks are eight and eight in yeah. those games. So it just depends what you value. Yeah. Guts or glamour. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. And again, that's a uh, not shots fired to the Rays start. I mean, I would love for the Yankees to go. Uh, fourteen and zero against some of the lesser teams they play this year, and they probably won't. But um, yeah, I, ju- I just thought it was funny. It was like, oh, you you think uh, you think the divisions changed? We're not even we're not even through April. So I was like, betting wise, I guess you hit the Yankees again. Because um, yeah, I mean the Yankees, we still see some guys in the lineup and bullpen that we you know uh, in the future aren't going to be necessarily a part of the team. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and yeah, it's a uh, Again, that tightrope act that has been a lot of fun so far and will eventually lead to one sad talking Yanks at some point. Uh, 
but it's good so far. And it's funny looking at their team numbers. Yankees haven't, like, hit, hit yet. They're hitting homers. 22nd in average, 24th in on base percentage. Oh, really? The New York Yankees. Isn't that surprising? That is because I feel like they have a lot of guys who, when I look at their stats, I'm like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. The good guys. Yeah, I mean, I think they have um, six out of nine. I'm looking at it now, six out of nine with an OPS that that is uh, in the eights and an OPS plus well above 100. So I don't know. I guess they're good at slugging. Yeah, they've been hitting homers, third in baseball. Go Yanks, go. G-Y-G. Let's uh, kick it right to Katie Sharp, the queen of stats, who's going to tell us a little bit about uh, GAC, Garrett Allen Cole. Hey, guys. Queen of stats is back, and this week we are going to talk about the dominance of Garrett Cole. And, uh, wow, he's been terrific this season. He's got a 0.95 ERA. Uh, he's got 32 strikeouts, I believe, in just eight walks, a .74 whip, and the most important stat, probably zero home runs allowed. Now, if you're thinking, you know, this might be kind of the best stretch that he's ever had as a Yankee, we know it's the history in terms of Yankee starts to a season four games into the season. But I did find one other stretch where he's been basically almost – just about as dominant, and that was in April 2021 when he had a 1.43 ERA, a 0.72 whip, 60 strikeouts, and just one homer allowed in five games that month. So we have seen this before, albeit only maybe one other time, one other stretch like this, but we have seen like him like this. Um, but I'm going to tell you why I think that this, that this actually, you know, has been a different uh, for him, and I kind of want to go through just at a very high level what his dominance has been about uh, this season so far. Now, normally when you think about dominance, you think about getting less contact, more whiffs, a lot more strikeouts. That hasn't been the case for Cole this season. I'm sure he's had a he's had some high strikeout totals, but that's kind of normal for him. The thing that has been uh, the difference maker for him has been avoiding the worst contact. And the worst contact, what I'm talking about, are barrels. And home runs. Obviously, we talked about the home runs before. His hard hit percentage and his average exit velocity are really not much changed from last year. But check out this stat. He has only three barrels out of 60 batted balls allowed this season. That's a 5% rate. In three years previous, it was close to 10% um, as a Yankee. Uh, so that's a huge thing. He's just avoiding that worst contact. And the other thing that I think is really encouraging is he's getting a lot more grounders. His ground ball rate this season is 48%. His three previous years as a Yankee, it was 42%. And his fly ball rate is just 15%, which would be the lowest of his career. And three previous years as a Yankee, it was 29%. So I think that the fact that he's giving up a lot less fly balls um, is really a good sign for him. Because in that April 2021 stretch, he still had a very low ground ball rate and a very high fly ball rate. So these are things that I'll be watching for uh, Garrett Cole as the season goes on. The fly ball rate adds up because the no home run happening there. Uh, but that's uh, interesting that there was another stretch as dominant because I would have guessed there wasn't. And I guess uh, depending on what numbers you look at, I, th- I still think I'd say this one is a little more dominant. I brought up the teams from that April 2021. 
It was all in division, which is cool. It was Toronto, Baltimore, Toronto, Tampa. And then I was looking at this year, and it's not bad. It's, you got Giants, which is whatever. They got some guys that can hit. James, I'll hit you with the numbers because yeah. that's what I was looking at. Uh, the San Francisco Giants, although they come off as uh, a funky team, they are fourth in home runs this year. They're Ooh. eighth in OPS. So the, the Giants offense has gone a little bit. Garrett Cole faced the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, those Phillies are first in batting average, second in OPS this year. Uh, so uh, he faced the guard dogs, who um, offensively they've been more towards the middle of the pack. Um, and then we saw him uh, in his last start against Minnesota, who, uh, you know, whether you, you, you're fueling, fueling the Ferrari with gasoline, um, there's a lot of good... A lot of good hitters on that team, even though they're off to a slow start. But um, Garrett's been great, and I, I think, you know, it's funny we say compare it to other four-game stretches. I, I, you know, I think Garrett's got one or two that do compare, um, and just the fact that he does um, is incredible, and it's it's easy to forget how high we have the bar set for Garrett Cole that when he goes on a streak like this, um, it's game-changing. You know, I, I was even I was looking at our our bullpen usage today, and when you go off day, complete game shutout, and then Domingo handed it to King the day before Jim. It's it's like the prettiest you've seen our bullpen ever look rest wise. Yeah, I appreciate the one pitcher, one reliever, and then the complete game shutouts even better. And I I still like Abreu with Cole. Okay, you like that pairing? Yeah. Okay. Like, I like Cole pitching, and we don't have to use our good bullpen it, while he's on this stretch. If this continues okay. for three more games, like, um, Go to you need the offense to give you some runs, but then you need Cole to also, like, you know, really limit it. And let's uh, have a tag team happen there. I looked up his three barrels. Sure. But he's given up all outs. Huge. So that's nice. Uh, the one where Oswaldo went to the wall and faked him out, and he smiled. In the last game, that was a barrel. And in the Philly game, Schwarber sent one pretty deep to center that Judge tracked down. I remember wondering if Judge was going to get to that one. He did. And then also in the Twins game, Michael A. Taylor, who mm. I guess is a power hitter now, also sent Judge, not to the track, but kind of, I think, I think, I think maybe the Schwarber one is a um, hit in other parks or like a homer in other parks. Maybe the others, they're outs. Yeah, I think uh, that that one that Oswaldo duped us all on a little bit. I I think in the summer that might have been a homer. I think everyone was a little a little surprised by that. And the Yankees hit a couple balls that day that just didn't go. Um, but yeah, I, hey, keeping it on the ground, keeping out of the air, missing the barrel, really good formula. The that ball as Waldo tracked, yeah, the wind must have kept it in as well because the expected distance is like way, couple, way gone in Yankee Stadium. There was a couple balls that game that just didn't go, and that's okay. Yeah, I like that. One last thing. So, what have his hits been then? That's what I was going to pull up, um, and I wanted to pull up what his hits, what pitches they've been, or or what handedness. Uh, looks like we have one hit off the cutter which we were just looking at, and he's completely scrapped that from last year. He was trying to tinker with it and use it against lefties, much like what Clark's trying to do this year, and it got hit 
pretty bad. He scrapped that, I think, if not before the All-Star break, right around then. It was like, nope, done. This does say he threw one this year that Will Brennan doubled on. Damn it, Will Brennan. And I just watched it, and I think they did categorize it right. I kind of like your Albert Abreu theory because um, I want to tie it to uh, Little League Relatable Baseball. <clears throat> um, yes. Same fastball speed, mm-hmm. same slider speed, same changeup speed. But I think Albert Abreu's problem throughout his career has been he's wild, kind of doesn't know where it's going. So I kind of like, all right, we dealt with Garrett Cole for seven innings, and he was painting, and he's, you know, philosophizing on the mound. Here comes Albert Abreu, same stuff. But if you're trying to play the mental game with him, you're going to lose because he's not sure sometimes. Yeah. That fastball out could be a fastball in. Where they where they used to, last year we were using Chad off of Cole, similar stuff, but Chad, his fastball could be just right there for you sometimes. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm glad you like what I like. Yeah, a little pairing there. Yeah. Uh, most of the hits Cole's given up have been on the fastball. A two on the curve, three on the slider. The two I just looked at against uh, the Guardians were mm-hmm. one, like, off Glaber's glove. You got our guy Trey Turner with the absolute dribbler to third base. He just really hasn't been hit hard. Because what I was thinking was, if the three barrels he's given up, we're outs. Right. So then what were the hits? Just all, Are they all dinks? Right. Donnie Barrels had a nice uh, hit over the third baseman into the outfield. Taylor had a nice, like, poke for a single. But you, you're, you'll allow that if you're cold. You're like, all right. Take it. Don't need it. The farthest hit he's given up was Jose Ramirez's double, which went a projected 324 feet. And that was the first inning hit that scored runs in that game before he, like, really settled down. And that might have been gone at the stadium. It was kind of on a line. I don't know. And the other one is uh, Bryson Stott hit one, Mm. a projected 323 feet in a long at-bat. Oh, my God. That's a bad swing. (laughs) It was a... uh, (laughs) I mean... It's funny that this is one of the farthest hit balls. It's a fastball that he's just like, oh, shit, that might be a strike, and throws his throws his bat at on the outside. And uh, just enough speed and enough timing pokes it past yeah. Waldo. Stott's been killing it this yeah. year. So that was kind of a nice piece of hitting, and he's Stott's hitting 380 this year, 71 in plate appearances. So um, he's seeing the ball well, clearly. First-round pick of the Phils. Let that one get deep. Anything to watch for from Cole? Or or right now, for me, it's like, enjoy the ride. Hope the offense picks him up. Hope the defense picks him up. <clears throat> All that good stuff. Yeah, I, I guess the, the most jakey optimist spin I, I can give to you is that uh, – you know, we've we've had a silly ride with Garrett. Might might ask Booney about his personality a little bit because we've been talking about how much it's changed since he's been in town. I'm new in town. Um, <laughs> I uh, I guess over Garrett Cole's been great, right? Like that 2021 season, a three two three ERA, buck eighty one innings. Sure. Um, even last year, I mean, he led the American League in strikeouts. Game started. The ERA was a little boosted. He gave up the most home runs. Um, he's been top 10 Cy Young every year. Uh, two of those, he's been 
top four. Uh, I guess, you know, if I know Garrett Cole like I think I do. Yeah. Garrett Cole wants a Cy Young Award really bad. <laughs> yeah, and probably. And he's gotten off to as a good of a start as you can get off to. So, you know, if Garrett Cole ends up chasing himself this year, that's kind of fun. That would be one of the best people for him to compete against. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I you know, we're the Yankees. We want rings, and if Garrett Cole gets one of those, it'll be remembered more than his Cy Young. But I tell you, Garrett Cole would really like a Cy Young. Multiple. He should have had one, I think, uh, in, in I 17, and he didn't get it. I'm going to pivot before we go to Boone. One more question. It's my own sharp stat that I'm bringing. It's uh, what's uh, Dole? What's in that jar? It's not a butter knife. Not a butter knife. So maybe it's a fork stat. Uh, This comes from the Twitter account SIS Baseball. Yeah. You know them? Sports Information Solutions. Mark Simon. Mark Simon, yeah. The best teams at turning grounders and bunts into outs this season. Number one. The New York Yankees. And I saw this on the Yankees subreddit, and the most upvoted comment by I Write Your Music is a question I'm posing to you. He said, I've watched every game. I can't tell if the infield defense is not being challenged yet or has not been, like, really challenged yet or if they're just that smooth. Mm. And I want to pose that question to you because it's kind of a good question that I've been pondering. And if you want me to leak a little bit of my answer first. You can leak. I lean more towards they haven't been challenged yet. Then, but I I have faith that they will. Um, like, I don't think we've seen Volpe really get challenged, challenged yet. Uh, nor anyone at third base. I think Glaber and, and has been seeing some hot shots at second, especially without the shift. And I've been impressed with Glaber's D. Uh, at second, yeah, I guess in my head, I'm I'm thinking of there's a there's one game where D I walked away being like DJ had a nice game at third today, um, you know I think he made one of his like sharp stabs and then got rid of it quick and lobbed it up and I was like that's a that's a nice play, um, but no I, I'm kind of with you and uh, it's 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 tough to mentally try to quantify or qualify it because. Um, you know, in a moment, you have different expectations than exit velo and where were they standing and all that stuff. But um, no, it, it hasn't felt like there have been a lot of do or die plays or, or true Volpe in the hole. I, I know he had one kind of like bunny slide in the hole, but I, I don't think he ended up getting <clears> there. <throat> Volpe's really good. Volpe is really good to his left towards the second base side because with his speed and it takes away some of the arm strength. With his speed, he ends up throwing from a, a second base position. Um, so, yeah, we haven't seen him challenging the hole too, too much. Um, at the same time, and what's what's spinning my head around a little bit, is that man, every number that came out of our third base position last year was incredible. Like, Donaldson and DJ combined to be, like, the best American League defensive third baseman last year. And I think even alone like they were close to being the top AL third baseman. So um, I, I guess that's those are the circles spinning in my head. I wanted to pull up. I mean, we can't do this during the podcast, but I wanted, I wanted to pull up all the ground balls and like kind of that uh, we're hitting 90 miles per hour or more. 
and try to see like maybe there's highlights that we don't remember. That like yeah, yeah that that is a nice play. Um, I don't know if we have time, but it it probably be like a fun behind the scenes video of us just like rifling through and grading them. Okay, okay. Yeah, bad. Seven. Good. Okay. B. Um, give me a pitcher. C plus. Name me a relief pitcher on the team. Obviously, in Hamilton. Okay. Are the boys defending Hammy when he's on the field? And will he's got one, two, three. He's got three ground balls that were 90 miles per hour or more. And let's see if they're defending for him. Come on, come on, come on. All right. If I hold it up, is that the best way to do this, Beebs? Yeah, for, for this. Okay. This way? This looks like the twins. This is the 11-1 My blowout. Yeah, right there is good. Miranda just a little up. closer to you. Perfect. Miranda up for the Twins. One, two count. Top six. That's to Volpe. And, I mean, okay. I wouldn't say that was. No, that was pretty routine. Pretty routine. But good job. That game didn't even exist, so that's tough. Three, one count to Christian Vanskiez. Okay, that was in the hole. In the hole, and it gets by. And it gets by. Now, if that was fielded, we'd say, I mean. If that, gets, that a good stop. if that gets fielded, we'd say, nice play. He makes it because Christian Vasquez is one of the slowest runners in baseball. Yeah, a little bit perfect. Who's playing third there? I don't know. That's Nettles. Nettles. I have a picture of Nettles on the desk here. He's a funny-looking guy. Uh, and one more. Last in Hamilton test. Guard dogs, tight game. Gobbled up by Rizzo. More or less easy to resolve. So, in conclusion... Well, made the ones they should make. And that's what you want out of defenders. So, Hamilton, I don't know. Okay. We'll look at the rest later. Find some special place. I think we'll kick it to Booney. Gong. Jim, Aaron Boone is brought to you by Vizio. Jim, televisions. Television. Do you know about these? How many do you have in your home? Oh, wow. A lot, because yeah. some I use as just a screen, yeah. and I love television. I mean, if you want me to count. That was, one, that was the question. One, two, three, four, five. That's all, five. Vizio, they have award-winning televisions. They're big 4K screens, under $500. I like that. Vizio Watch Free Plus also offers MLB Network totally free. Right out of the box. Bang biscuit. You're saving money if you're a baseball fan. Head on over to Vizio.com to check out how you can elevate your viewing experience all season long. Whatever your budget, whatever your size, I hear that. Vizio has you covered for the perfect TV and soundbar combo. Get that soundbar going. You know my hearing's not great. Elevate your AV for the MLB season. Vizio has the perfect TV for you. Click on the link. Aaron Boone. Booney. All right. Welcome, Booney. I'm getting uh, right to the point today because we got a lot to cover with you. I think it's our most uh, action-packed week with with uh, roster moves, with uh, drama, with wins and losses and moves and all of that. But first, I, I need to know, how, how did I do on the lip reading? Did you watch the video? I did watch the video. Um, you were probably pretty good, but you, you said I, you, at one point you said I maybe took the Lord's name in vain and that, that would never happen. Oh, right? okay. Okay. Yeah. I will remember that. You had a GD in there and that definitely did not happen and would not happen. So, okay. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I don't think there. I, I don't think you were cracking any amazing codes by flip reading me there. You know, was no, pretty, uh, yeah. and that pretty, was an easy one. Straightforward. Yeah, that was an easy one. I it took me a while to listen to your post game to realize because I started doing it right away and to realize you were saying uh, you missed the play both ways. And I didn't even realize the whole confusion with that part that he would have been out. He was actually out at home yeah. on the play. Uh, yeah, so he was out, but was called safe, and yeah. then, but but Webby was all over everything. He's like, but we didn't make the play in the outfield, so we got to not challenge. Yeah, the audio of you is very funny when they start showing on the big board, and you're like, no, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and they were doing the same thing on the other side. You ever been in a situation where both managers are like, I'd rather not challenge because you missed a call? For both teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's happened at some point, but um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. How uh, how happy are you the lads pulled out the last couple games? Because otherwise we'd be grilling you right now, Pony. Yeah. <laughs> In these outfits. Know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really good. You know, I mean, um, Minnesota's legit. Uh, yeah. Like, they feel like a really good team to me. And if, if, you know, if they stay reasonably healthy, like, I feel like, just because they're going to pitch good well every day. Like, they got a real rotation. They got back end. They got stars. They got – I think they they got a chance to be really good. Um, so, to pull those two out, especially after losing the heartbreaker. I mean, you know, you get blown out in the first game. It's just one of those games. But, you know, then having that next game and losing and for the boys to bounce back the way they did was huge. Um, you know, just pleased with how the guys are playing overall. You know, especially when we're down a little bit, we're, you know, um, you know, we knew this first month or so was going to be a challenge, um, but guys have stepped up and guys have done some winning things in, in some winning moments. So that's been really nice. Is there something you look for in those blowout losses as, as a manager to get, you know, um, an energy or a vibe check, like how you would, how you want them to handle it? Like, you know, if they're too happy or if they're too mad or what, what is, or what does managing the blowouts mean after the game? Yeah. First of all, I just want us to, um, within the game, keep on competing. Right. And then from my standpoint, you start thinking about, you know, unfortunately in that game, you start to think about how you're going to navigate and get through this game from a pitching standpoint, what position players might be in play, who do I want to maybe get off their feet. Um, but also see, the guys like really kind of competing and um, you know, we fortunately we don't play very many of those games. It feels like most of the games, I think more so than anyone, like for us are, are, are close games. You know, when we lose games, usually they're close. And I just, uh, I actually was paying attention to, I feel like how we were competing throughout that game. And I thought the guys did a good job of, of continuing to just, you know, battle in their at-bats um, and just, you know, kind of stay pro. And uh, I thought we did that. Now, I, I want to talk a little lineup, Booney, because we I, I think the last time we talked to you, uh, Volpe off day, and then he gets the first first crack at leading off, and we've been seeing him get him on base. And obviously when I think you think traditional baseball, you think that leadoff hitter with the get on base and be able to run, and Volpe can obviously do that. Uh, and with that, uh, we saw DJ get slid down 
in the middle of the lineup, which I know you guys have done in previous years, and I think you've talked about that different look when you go through the middle of the lineup. Is Do you guys think that can be kind of the A lineup for you later in the season? Is it uh, exploratory, or where does it land? Yeah, I mean, with, with Giancarlo down now, obviously that kind of takes out our four-hitter for a while. So um, that was that was kind of the impetus of this one was, you know, I'll have Volpe in the leadoff spot again tonight. DJ in the middle of the order, just to try and give a little bit of length to our order. And, and, you know, you know, obviously DJ was, was the big offensive guy for us, uh, in the, in the Cole game the other day where it was two nothing game. So I feel like DJ's, um, skill set and presence in that five hole, hopefully coming up with runners on base, um, a fair amount of times, like, I, I've always kind of liked him there, but he's, but then he's, he's been such a good leadoff hitter for us. So I think certainly while Stanton's out, um, it is something that you could see more of. When Donaldson comes back, and I asked you this before the season started, or I asked you at some point, could Glaber slide ahead of Donaldson? And your, your answer then was, uh, I hope not. I hope everyone stays where they stay. But at this mm-hmm. point, Glaber's moved up. He just had an off series, but he still has looked good. And he, you've used him in the five hole, the four hole. He's, he's looked great this year. Does does Donaldson come back and get that five spot, and Glaber then would get pushed down, or, or is Glaber going to bat clean up in front of Donaldson? Or, well, I mean, with G out, I mean, it just kind of depends who's in and if, if somebody's getting an off day that day. So, Glaber, when everyone was at least semi healthy, where'd I go there? Oh. At least semi healthy. Um, you know, Glaber was the guy that if somebody had an off day, you know, I popped Glaber in the leadoff spot a couple times. I popped him in the three hole on the one day I gave Rizzo a rest. So Glaber's that guy I kind of mix around anywhere middle of order, top of the order. But I, I don't know. Just stay tuned. Okay. Well, also when Donaldson comes back, you had you had mentioned on MLB radio uh, with Duquette that most likely Peraza. Uh, well, goes back down uh, when Donaldson gets activated. Will that still most likely be the case tomorrow? We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, I, I did I did I explicitly say something like that because I always am careful to get ahead. You of said myself. you said uh, it mo- it will most likely be a short stint with. Donaldson. Yeah, it might be a short. It might be a short stint, but you know, the game changes when is, you start making too many plans, and all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, we're gets thrown in there. But so we, let's, yeah. let's we like playing. Ahead. We like playing detective with you because, <laughs> as, as you said, Cash and Fish are real good at the the roster stuff, the options. You you've hinted that you're well aware there's only five options for players this year, and it was uh, a little odd to us or to, to me that you would burn one of those options on Peraza yeah. when he may not even you know one start max or not even get a start when it seemed like you could have just kept Stanton on the bench for that that Cole game and activate Donaldson early. Like it, it didn't seem like it needed yeah, a move. But, but we didn't want to change any of those plans. Like we knew, we knew Stanton was going to be going on the IL. So we didn't want to get, put ourselves in a situation to get caught short. Um, you know, I, we didn't want to deviate from the plan, even though JD's physically, I feel like absolutely ready to go. Um, but, you know, we put that plan in place to have him, you know, get two or three at bats tonight in a rehab game. So I just didn't want to mess with that too much, you know, because of a, 
you know, I wanted to be disciplined to that at least. So, um, so yeah, we, we decided to do it and obviously not having a lot of roster options right now to, to do a short term thing, you know, Oswald at least comes up and off the bench gives you speed. And, and if I get him in there, you know, we obviously really like the player. Do you ever, you know, we live on the internet. It's a scary place. Um, you know, do you ever give the training staff a like, fellas, like help, help me out. Like I, it, it feels like it's every year, Booney. I, I, you know, I, I know, I know literally every fan base says that, but I mean, can you even give them a little fake guff on the side? Like I, you know, the, the Yankees are the Yankees when they've got these dudes. And it feels like every year we're, we're cycling through, uh, our depths. And usually we find a couple gems on the way, like we talked about Franchi, but it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, you know, there's definitely been years that we've been hit pretty hard by the injury bug. You know, I, I really think in 2019 to be in that year, especially because yeah. we lost some big boys, but so it was so rewarding because so many people like over and over again, just were stepping up and found these diamonds in the rough kind of, and, and guys really stepped up. So, um, you know, unfortunately it's part of it. I, 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 believe wholeheartedly that we have an outstanding strength uh, training and strength and conditioning staff. Um, and we just got to kind of weather this storm. And, and I am trying to look at it through that kind of half full of like, this is better. We were so healthy early and, you know, the first couple months of the season last year, and then obviously got hit with it in July and August a little bit. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, if, handful of these obviously key guys um that we're going to start to get back uh in the month of may um you know serves us well moving forward and we're kind of getting it out of the way um and you know we we work very hard to do our best to keep these guys healthy and um and they do as well you know they they care about it and put a lot into it and you know the way i would say it is you know i think you know, today's game is so physical and so these guys are so, um, you know, like, like I even look back, my last year playing was 2009 and I look back to when I played. So 15, 20, 25 years ago, and I watch on a nightly basis and, and as a position player and as a hitter, I watch these pitchers and just like, man, guys are so good and you got to match physicality every night and these guys are wound so that they are getting you know maximum physical exertion and so they're they you know in a lot of ways they've always been this way but they're like race cars you know and and when you're so finely tuned you know sometimes a little pop and it goes and you got to go in the shop and uh you know, that's kind of how I look at it a little bit right now. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we've got hit with it here early, but um, but we're going to be okay. It was fun having the three big – having Judge, Rizzo, and Stan all hitting at the same time because it felt like – I don't think we had that last year for as long as we even had already this year. Where, you know, not all healthy we had that last year, but all barreling the ball up consistently every game. Um, and I had that thought, and then he got hurt. So, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They, they all are playing really well. Um, but you know what? We, we can mix and match it and we'll be, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll pick up G here and, um, you know, 
Right. It creates an opportunity and, and somebody's going to put themselves in the mix when, you know, he comes back whenever that is, um, you know, hopefully we're talking about another one or two guys that have, Ooh, they've, you guys are asking, well, now that G's back, he's, <laughs> this guy just put himself in the uh, mix. Okay. Right. What's it? Well, now he's carved out a little bit of role and a little bit of a trust and, and hopefully that'll serve us well, not only now, but, but moving forward in the rest of the year. Switching to the bullpen, I, I want to ask you about uh, Wandy a little bit. Just um, how nuts is he? I guess would be the first question. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's uh, yeah, he's awesome, man. <laughs> he's he's he he is nuts. Yeah, uh, he's funny. He he uh, he definitely is a beloved figure in our clubhouse. Um, everyone loves Wandy and uh, his outbursts and but. You know, under under all of his like funny and silliness and all that is like this pro's pro, man. He is, um, you know, he's a leader in that bullpen. He's fearless. Give me the ball. Um, works, you know, sets an example of how to go about doing it. Um, we, we, uh, we got lucky when we thought we were getting – a talented, good pitcher when we got him from San Fran, I remember from, but we didn't know much about him. Um, and he is, he's been everything and more. And he's, he's such a, a key figure now, not only for us, obviously in our bullpen, but, but, you know, a really key guy and one that everyone really um, loves in our clubhouse. When we were profiling him before the season last year, we ran into uh, funny uh, splits in his numbers. And I want to know, cause for you, um, for probably deep analytics people, these aren't actionable stats because they're, there's so much to do with, uh, personality and clutch, but you played. So you probably know the balance between it. He mm-hmm. is excellent in high leverage situations and he is not good in low leverage situations. Were you, <laughs> were you aware of that? And then do you care about that at all? Well, I, I'm certainly aware of the high leverage. I've been watching him for a couple of years and he's pitched in a lot of big games for us and a lot of big moments for us and always seems to kind of get the job done. So no, I, I look at it more. Um, so, so he's, you know, when the chips are down, he's definitely a guy, one of those guys you look to. Um, but <clears throat> no, I, I still look at it too. Is you know, my job, our job as much as possible is to try and put him in positions to be successful. Um, and, and some nights, those are imperfect nights where he's not in a position that's necessarily the best. He can still usually find his way and navigate it because he's really good and, and fearless and, and confident. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, every day is different in and of itself of the season. And it's, it's hard to even look back and say, this is why he was in a certain situation that may have been lower leverage, or this is why he was in, in this part of the lineup in a higher leverage situation uh, based on a need situation. So the bottom line is I trust him a ton. Um, He's a, he's a great reliever and uh and a key figure in our pen. But my, I feel like my job every night as best I can is to try and put these guys in the best position to deliver and get the most out of their ability. 
I think one of our favorite highlights over the past couple of years is Wandy put on a hell of an outing and you guys just beat him up on the mound. And it's like, you know, we <laughs> normally pitchers, it's like, hey, firm handshake, make sure you don't look him in the eye, don't touch his shoulder. You guys just beat the hell out of him. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I, I don't. That's the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just part of how, you know, they, they, <laughs> He's so respected, but they actually they actually pick on him a little bit too. So, uh, and he wears that well. I get that. Um, I another guy out there. I bumped into him on the street last night. Big Clay Holmes. Uh, just a couple city guys out enjoying a nice night yeah. in the city. Don't mind us. Um, Clay is so interesting because you know I I mean when that sinker's right, what do you do? Uh, nothing. You you see guys go down one two three. And I think we've seen, you know, when Clay's gotten into trouble, it's it's usually wild. You know, we, we saw a couple hit by pitches the other day, a couple walks here and there. I, I guess when Clay has one of those outings, do you guys, you know, hey, it's baseball, let's get him the next day? Or is it, uh, you know, is it getting in the lab with Matt Blake and, you know, these RPMs were up, this was down, look at this, that, and the other. Or is it like, hey, you know, and I, I guess piggybacking on that, you know, I've seen at different times you've said, hey, we wanted to get Clay back out there. Um, is that just pure feel and he's feeling good and he only threw 12 pitches or what goes into that decision? Um, yeah, I mean, every, every time's a little bit different. Um, I do feel like Clay's in a good spot right now. Like, so, you know, we're talking, you know, there was that stretch where he had a week or two last year where he was really struggling with his delivery and lost his command a little bit. I think it was, right on the heels of maybe having a, having some back stuff going on with him, But I don't feel like it's anything like that. Like, you know, he had the one outing against Cleveland where, you know, he struggled a little bit there for a couple hitters with control. But I also think part of it was by design and kind of in the end, you know, like not wanting to get beat by Quan there with the righty Rosario on deck. So there's a little bit of like, I'm not giving in in a certain right. situation too, and understanding where he was in the order. Uh, you know, the other day against Minnesota, you know, I don't think is anything near like some of the things he went through last year. Like this was a cue ball off the end of the bat by Taylor to start the inning and then a three, two walk on a close pitch to Buxton. And then a two strike where he didn't throw his best sinker that kind of gets dumped down the right field line. So that's different than a couple of the outings that he had last year where he was in a, in a spot where he was really struggling and, and, and intertwined with that, he's thrown the ball really well. So, and I feel like he's in a good place throwing the ball. So um, look, every, every part of the season for everyone's a little bit different and they're going through a little bit different things. Clay's a guy that, you know, definitely pays attention to the info and stuff and, um, you know, when there are adjustments to be made, uh, he certainly gets in there with Maddie and, and the guys and gets in that lab and gets after it. But um, I do feel like he's in an okay place right now. With the sinker ballers, is it tough? Uh, you know, I used to have a campaign slogan called Keep Zach Britton Regular because he would lose the field for his pitch. And and you see, you have a lot of sinker ballers now. You know, a lot of two-seam fastball guys. That's kind of what the pen is made up of. And with those guys, mostly they pitch – sometimes better on a tired arm. So it's almost a plus if they just pitched a little bit before. Also, if they don't pitch for a while, they lose the muscle memory and get a little wild. So usually they like staying regular, but then overuse happens. And with the amount of like injuries we've had in the bullpen, that's kind of a 
delicate balance or scary balance or juggle? Yeah, I I don't know if it's, I look at it as like underuse now is all of a sudden protects them or overuse. You know, it's like you're trying to keep a nice balance there. So um, anytime you can have a few days down for one of your high leverage guys, um, you take that. But within that, they're still, you know, keeping their workload going. So that's through their work that you guys don't see, you know, whether it's pregame, whether it's postgame, whether it's getting up and throwing um, a pen at the back end of the game, just to make sure that workload is there to give them the best chance to, to be healthy and to, to, to keep their normal routine. Um, so I don't, with Clay, I don't so much look like if, if he hasn't pitched in five or six days, of course, I'm going to want to get him into a game, but I try not, I, I don't really feel that need to get guys into the game, especially this time of year. Uh, if, if they've had a few days down, what about with Britain? Did you feel it with him? Cause I, I had a whole campaign, so I'd like some backing on it. Um, I don't know. Britt was just so good at times for us that like, I just wanted them in the game. Like when, when Brit singers going, man, that thing is, uh, that thing is pretty special. My, my new uh, idea that I would like to happen all the time is that uh, Albreu, uh, Albreu, Albert Abreu becomes the piggyback for Cole, so we don't have to use any of the, the you know, King, uh, Wandy, Clay in Cole game. So I think your, your pregame speech should, to the offense should be, if we have to use any of these guys, you blew it. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> Hey, we, we use them how we, we got to. We're trying, you know, no Just, pregame speeches. Well, it's hard. all right. <laughs> I'll like, let them know. Sounds like we'll table that one. Um, hey, uh, Uncle Phil, Phil Nevin's coming to town. Uh, is there, oh. uh, you know, couple text exchange, uh, dinner on the line? Like, what's the deal? Try to nudge yeah. each other, get ejected? No dinner. We're supposed to do something. I think we were supposed to sit down for an interview today uh, when I get to the field. Um so I'll get to see him a little bit. We talk all the time. So, uh, but but nothing planned as far as I don't think I'm going to see him away from the field this time. But uh, always good to see my buddy. It's got to be fun. Yeah, some old friends too. Uh, Geo and uh, even Drury is coming back with his short stint with the the team. That'll be fun. Geo hit a grand slam yesterday. So, uh, oh, he did. Yeah, Geo. Grand Slam yesterday. Watch out for that. Yeah, that's our scouting report. Be on the lookout. He's he's hitting them hard. Yeah, um, yeah. It's always good to see Gio, man. That's that's a guy that just has that kind of just got that little inner joy about him that you can always that's always presence with him, present with him. So uh, it'll definitely definitely be good to see him and and Marcus. Um, looking forward to see oh, wow. seeing him. Yeah, and Phil Plantiers over there who was. Uh, in our minor leagues as, as the triple A hitting coach. So uh, a lot of familiar faces rolling into town uh, should be an exciting series. I have another, it's a half real, half uh, joking uh, theory or question. So if I'm on like your analytics staff and I bring this to you, how would you respond? If I say, Hey, we should start tracking pitchers or hitters who are struggling with quick tempo pitchers, and then if there's a lane of them, use Wandy. Are those stats going to come into play? Like, 
I'll tell you, the Padres don't like it. They got a lot of guys at the top of their lineup that do not like the pitchers who are pitching at Nestor speed, at Wandy speed. And I wonder if that starts becoming a split of sorts. You throw this pitch before, you know, five seconds, he struggles. If I pull up the data, will you use it? Well, you know what? Will you, uh, yeah, why don't you research that for me or or get it over to us and we'll get the right guy looking into that and seeing if that's a real thing and see if we can get some sample size going with that. And, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll do You want to be a, ahead of the curve, right? So that's the next trend. Absolutely. But I think big leaguers that that's happening to um, will make that adjustment pretty quick. Once they realize they're part of that lane, like, I don't I want out of here. Oh. That's right. If we're first to it. That's the yeah. advantage. Yeah. How about uh, the rosin situation? I did a video on that too. It was kind of, kind of a, a weird one. My one question is why, why does Domingo use rosin in the dugout and not on the mound? I don't think he doesn't not use it on the mound. Um, I, I zapruder it. He used it once on the mound in the first three innings, and then he used it after every batter in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Right. So, yeah. So there you go. Like, so the, the umpire was just like, he hadn't used it all inning. And I was like, I don't keep track of when guys touch the rosin or don't. So I'm sure he does a little bit, but there's rosin on the bench, which is, you know, legal. So like a lot of times before you run out, you, you, you hit it. And maybe sometimes you don't want to mess with, wiping that off and getting reset, especially with the pitch clock. Now you want to kind of get yourself set before you go out there. So that said, I don't really know all the, um, you know, habits of every, every single pitcher and how many times they touch the rosin when they're on the mound or, or in the dugout or, or whatever. You, he turned to to you and he said, feel my hands and you felt them. And then he turned to Rizzo and said, feel my hands. And Rizzo said, nah, and walked away. Do you think Rizzo hung you out the dry there? What? He just he said, said no. He didn't. He was like, he I don't do want to do that. And he walked away. He's like, I don't want to oh. feel your hands. And then you were the only one that kind of handed yeah. off Domingo. And like, I don't really know what I'm feeling either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was your face. You were kind of like, yeah, those are hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, we had him wash his hands. He washed his hands. And, and they're like, and. Then he hit his rosin before he went out, but it was just on his pinky. I don't know. They seemed pretty normal. <laughs> when when Rocco got ejected, he threw his bubble gum uh, onto the field, and that's your move. Like that's your signature move. Did you feel uh, yeah any way about that? I felt honored. Okay. Wow. Yeah, in your stadium. That's right. <laughs> what a tribute, by yeah. Rocco Baldelli. Um, yeah. Okay, we can backdoor that to Rocco. We've got some connects over there. Yeah. You wanna, okay, I we'll tell him. Yeah, is that why you always have the gum? You just you know just need the ammo? I like when you kind of spit it and slap it. Split it and slap? Yeah. Spit, slap? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't know why I do things. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Um, Volpe. Volpe should keep stealing. Oh, one more thing. Uh, according to Sports Info Solutions, and I'm knocking on wood the whole time I'm saying this, the Yankees are the number one team at turning ground balls and bunts into outs so far this season. We just went back and watched every ball hit over 90 miles per hour to all your infielders just because we were like, oh, they, I mean, they, very, they seem good, but it doesn't seem best in the league worthy. Uh, have they not been tested? 
turns out whoever's doing the infield positioning at short and especially second is just crushing it. So tell that guy, good job. <laughs> Glaber has just been in. The- we had a, uh, I thought one of the great plays we had this week was, was the double play that King got when King came in for Herman and um, Miranda got the double to score that first run. And then he walked a guy, I think, and mm-hmm. then we got hard hit ball. Might have been Kepler, who gets down the line pretty good, too. That was a big-time double play in a, in a big spot that kind of settled that game for us. And um, Yeah, I've been pleased. I've, I've really been pleased with how the guys have played uh, overall. I wonder, good to see. I wonder if that the job of, of, the sh- of the shift is actually easier now. Like, with the constraints comes less decision-making. Instead of like, oh, move on the grass here, we're gonna just go oh, a little shade left, shade right. Because yeah, the Glaber, it was kind of eye opening to see Glaber just where every hot shot was coming right at him. Yeah, well, a lot of people put a lot into that, so um, glad it's glad so far it's working out. Are you happy with what you've seen from Volpe on the glove and the arm and the and defensive front? I am. I am. I'm just happy with you know all of it. Like he's he's good. He's fine. He's like. You know, whether he has a really good game, whether it doesn't, like, he's just, he's he's pro. He's he's going to be fine. When you add that shot clock stats to yeah. the infield defense, the boys won't be stopped. Yeah. I also think stolen base is going to be completely changed by the pitch clock. If the pitcher goes down to one or two or one seconds, I know Volpe's going. He literally has a on-your-market-set-go timer. But if the pitcher releases it at six or five, you don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's one small part of it. I think he's really good at all the other parts of it that right. put himself I'm, in I'm building a package, and I'll, I'll give it to you guys. But if you don't want it, I got to take it, you know, to the National League somewhere. Sell it to them. I'll give it. No, we'll, we'll take it. We'll okay. take it. Okay. 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 Great. Perfect. And we'll – so Volpe at short, Judge in center, Rizzo at first, Glaber – uh, second, DJ at third, Franchi and right, Willie, nope, DH. Nope. He oh, started. Oh, no. You got it way wrong. You got it way wrong. You're not, not close. And I, you're, too late. you're too late with trying to put it together. I think, well, I think Judge Rizzo is getting a day off as a double off day, and Judge has played every game. No? No. Awesome. Left, Love that. Left going against us tonight, too. Ah, okay. Mm. okay. So you guys. So IKF's so in. You just gotta you just gotta wait and see. All right, wait for boys. All right, we asked about yeah. Okay, next time we'll get you on the lineup again. We blew it. Yeah, yeah. you got to you got to you got to jump that gun a little earlier in the show and then and then reveal it at the end. One of your guys is coming to the office today in like five minutes, or he might be here. Do you yeah. want, do you want to know, or is he going to get in trouble? Or are they allowed to have fun before games? Who you got? As Waldo. Of course. Okay. okay. Waldo right. can do whatever he wants. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Waldo's rules. Cool. That's right. All right. Waldo well. plays everywhere. He comes in, medias it up with you guys. Waldo can do it all. Let's uh, win another series, I think. President. He's going to run for president someday. Okay. We can start that. President of what? Everything. Anything, president right? Waldo. Okay. Yeah. Jake was class president, so hey, that proves let's... anyone can do anything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Right. I was junior high school. Oh. Vice president. <laughs> <laughs> it's the better gig.
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Booney. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. See you later. That was bantering with Boone, brought to you by Vizio. Uh, yeah, I mean that got that got. We're all in good moods. The Yankees are the only team to not lose a series yet. There's some pressing questions. We were kind of talking about there's some questions about the bench and all that. That almost like an insulting ass that I'll save for when when moods are sour, and then we'll just like, hey, we got to drop a lot on you, Booney. But uh, they've been winning. Jim, and he's having a good time. We're peel back the curtains, guy, and your first reaction was like, "Are we too chummy?" Um, but when you do say the Yankees have haven't lost a series, only team in baseball, yeah, while dealing with a lot of injuries, which we touched on that, that yeah, um, it it is what it is, and we'll uh, hey keep winning series, we'll keep being chummy. That's kind of that's where I live. Yeah, and you know we asked some that he he uh, like the Donaldson, and he just said you're gonna have to wait and see. He was yeah. like, stop. Uh, where if he kept that going, it would have went into a, a different, like, well, I don't like him in the five hole, but it didn't. He, cut, he, yeah. he just cut that right off. So anyway. I wonder if our guy Zillow's been listening and Boone's getting coached up a little more. Like, nah. you can have fun with these guys, but, you know, tighten it up. Zillow listens on two, two times speed. He's a busy guy. He is a busy guy. Yeah. yeah. And if you're busy and you're out and about this summer, make sure you have your shady rays on you. We had a couple, three, like, 80 and sunny days last week and i was wearing my shady rays every day and you should wear your shady rays too a uh, world-class product just as good as any of the expensive pairs you've worn or seen and shady rays has their lost and broken replacement guarantee guarantee so basically you're getting sunnies for life if you do it with shady rays and i think we've got a big announcement with them that we've been sitting on for a little while that i'm i'm excited to get to so uh and well exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code YANKS. 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. So get yourself a pair, get yourself a couple pairs, or get get one or two as a gift. Shady Rays, code YANKS, 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Uh, Jim, Shady Rays, sunglasses, vision. What else did Boone give you a vision of? Wandy being crazy. Wandy being crazy. I would have liked uh, to say, you know, I, I put him in, in the role over Clay, but he, with vivid memory, said that he wasn't bothered by that Clay outing, right. and it was just a bunch of blocked balls. Um, but it lost the game, and you don't want your best reliever to lose you too many games when they do it sting. So I guess Cole, Clay's given the chance to do it a couple more times. Uh, the Wandy stuff's great because he is, I mean, if you go to a game, and, and you have eyes on Wandy after he pitches when he's in the dugout or just if he's pl- pitching, like, watch him. He is an absolute character. And uh, I don't know. I like, I like asking him about, obviously, you make a joke out of some, but out of, like, quirky stats like that. Right. And I, I, I truly believe the pitch clock will be, like, it sounds stupid right now, but when they first said the opener and bullpenning, Back in 2016, right. it was Brian Kenny's crazy theory that would never happen. And then it took over the league for two years. Yeah. Uh, and he's right. Guys will make the adjustment. But before they do, I do think teams are going to fuck with that. Like, if you have a pitcher like Nestor who doesn't care when to pitch, right. and you have a batter like Manny Machado who really doesn't like being rushed, him. you're going to rush him. You're kind of, it's out in the open. Right. That is the strategy. Um, and yeah, I wonder, I wonder how much data they need to make it significant. And yeah, it's finding the line because it's been... You know, it's been a baseball joke for years that, you know, during day games with a runner on second that 
you know, Aaron Hicks is the best hitter in baseball. And it's like, okay, so what, what does that stat actually mean? Like, where do they draw their line in the sand? Is, yeah, it, what's, is it a pitch clock? Yeah, what's actionable or what's just nonsense, you know? <sighs> Every day. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. What did you like? Um, I liked that he was having fun. Um, what, what did he start laughing at at the end? He had a good chuckle at the end. He had a, a big laugh at my, well, my pregame speech. He liked that. Yes. I said, uh, if the big guys have to get up tonight, you've blown it. That felt like the first time he really didn't know how to answer something. He was just That's like. a real question. He's like, just like. That's not how pregame speeches this, go. This isn't how this works, man. I think you try it out. If it wins one game. Maybe Wandy has games? to say it. If I have to pitch tonight. Yeah. You guys blow it. Because Cole's getting the job done. Yeah, throw up five, it's and Albert's Albert. gonna finish it out. It's cold Albert. I'll let Oswaldo know if he's in the office. So get it done when. And Oswaldo's the next president of anything. Anything. That's anything huge for Oswaldo. Yeah. That's what do you? What do you think he would choose? You know, it's funny. I guess. I guess if it's if it was another player, where does Boone's joke go? Like, cause you know it's Waldo. Waldo can do anything. He's here. He's there. He's every every bleeping where. If that's another player, I'm trying to think what's his. What's like if it was Judge? Is he just like just make sure he gets here? Like how does how does the tone change per hey, player? I say Judge isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> don't end, don't end the show on a lie. Should we do that next time? Yeah. Every time. Hey, Judge is here. Anything you want us to uh, tell him? Judge is not there. Not there. That's kind of that's. That's the dumb fun that I think we're looking to get to. Dump fun. All right. Fastest tempo out of all pitchers in MLB this year. Reaver San Martin. On the Reds. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, you're right. He's okay. uh, 11.5 seconds. That's huge. Who's the slowest? Andrew Bellotti. Phillies. 19 seconds. Seems illegal, but he must have a lot of runners on base. <laughs> goes Comes in with guys. Goes on. to the shot clock. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Luis Garcia, he struggled with it because of his stuff. Alec Manoa, maybe that's also why he's. Dude, never mind. All right, that's the end of the show. Love you guys. Go Yanks. Tom Grams. Go Yankees. Pop, pop, pop.